Hello and welcome to How About Them Huskers. My name is Will Noda Francesco, and I am joined, as I always am, by my grandpa, Husker Dan from Husker Max in the beautiful city of Omaha, Nebraska. Grandpa, how are you doing this fine Sunday afternoon? I'm doing just peachy keen. It, it's uh, it's really fall here. I don't know what your weather is like. Oh, yeah. We had rain the past couple of days, and uh, it's starting to look like fall, which is I, that's my favorite time of year. So I love it. I love yeah. it. Yeah, when you get that, it was about 50 degrees here yesterday, and I had a soccer game, and you break out the gloves, break out the long sleeves, and that's when it, that's when it starts getting fun. It feels fun. So I just love love this time of year, and it means that uh, the season's coming down to it for, for the Huskers and for all of college football, which kind of stinks as well. It's just the, the season's coming to a close slightly here, but all the good games are happening now. Um, Nebraska did not play this weekend, as we talked about before they had a bye. Uh, what did you think of this weekend of college football just in general, Grandpa? What, what games were you watching instead of the Nebraska game? Well, I had uh, internet problems, so I my my watching of college football yesterday oh, no. was held to a minimum. I did. Get, I was at uh, the uh, Cox office in Omaha uh, yesterday and spent you know probably I don't know several hours there, and I got to watch some of the Oregon Washington game. Which oh yeah, I think did you get to see any of that or not? Yeah, I watched. I watched uh, probably the entire first half, and then I had to go. I had homecoming yesterday, so I I went to that, but. Uh, yeah, I got to watch about the first half of that game. That game was pretty, pretty interesting. But uh, I was two surprised. teams that will be coming into the Big Ten. Yeah, I know. Were you? Uh, I guess I was a little surprised. There were some good defensive plays. Or you think of the Pac-12? Yeah. Is, you know, it's going to be, you know, fifty-eight to fifty-four, and yeah, exactly, time or something. But I was impressed. I, I like uh, Penix, a quarterback for Washington. Yeah, he's from from he, Indiana originally. He he yeah, played a couple of years yeah. in Indiana and then transferred. Yeah, that kid is uh, is an amazing man. That kid has a rocket arm and he's oh yeah accurate. And I thought Oregon played a really good game. I I, I didn't really know. I thought it might be a close game, but I thought it would be a lot more scoring. Um, yeah, same. But it, what was it? Thirty six, thirty three was the thirty six, thirty three was the final. Yeah, in favor of Washington and Oregon had chances to win it. They missed a field goal right to tie it uh, at at the very end of the game, and right. uh, it were just some questionable calls by Dan Lanning going for it on fourth down at midfield and giving Washington a chance to get back in the game instead of just punting it with I think there were about two or three minutes left. I mean, sure you can mount a drive with that time, but then. I don't know. I, 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 like he's known for being pretty aggressive play call wise. So it, it makes sense, but it just was some really questionable things that he was maybe being too aggressive. Yeah, it was, I, I just, I think I'll probably watch it. I think it'll be a rerun on the, I have the PAC 12 channel. I should oh, yeah, watch yeah. it there. Yeah, uh, definitely. But, and then uh, we got some. Do you want to get into uh, the Big Ten games later, or do you want to do that now? Yeah, let's do, let's let's talk about this now, and then we can and then we can talk about Nebraska Northwestern next week. Yeah. But there were some really there were some really interesting score lines around the Big Ten. There were a, a, a lot of non surprises, but uh, two games I really want to talk about. That we'll, we'll start with one of them: Illinois beats Maryland twenty seven to twenty four on a walk off forty three yard field goal. Whoa. Um, I mean, I did not watch this game. I did not think this game was going to be either. close. No. Um, I don't know if this is a uh, Maryland coming off a pretty good game at Ohio State last week and then kind of just forgetting about Illinois. I don't know what happened here, but, I mean, man, this th- – like if 
if this is imp- like this shows that Maryland's vulnerable, right? I think because Illinois is not that good of a team. No, uh, I don't think they played their best yesterday either. Uh, I don't think they like there. It was I mean, a home game for Maryland too. Yeah, it was homecoming for Maryland too, which oh, is even was. more embarrassing. It's even more embarrassing oh. um, for them. So that's just, uh, I mean, wow. You like I don't even know what to say about this game, but this is I, I, I'm more. I'm still. I still think Maryland will beat Nebraska, but this gives me a, a slight, slightly more amount of hope that Nebraska can pull off an upset here. If, if Illinois can do it, I don't see why Nebraska couldn't do right, it. Right. Right. And also right, by, right. by the same extent, this gives a little bit more hope that Nebraska might be able to win the West. Because if you, if you look at, if you look at this, Maryland's vulnerable, Illinois maybe is better than we think they are. Um, so that win over Illinois is looks better. Um, but I, I mean, what are your thoughts on this one, Garpa? Yeah. I, I, Looking at that game, you do, you don't know if that says more about Illinois or, or about Maryland. Uh, Maryland, we thought was going to be, and maybe still is, the the toughest opponent that Nebraska will face this this fall, the rest of the season. Uh, but that that's that threw me for a curve. I, that was that was bigger. I guess the the Iowa Wisconsin game was was uh, you know I, I, that got my attention, um, but. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. This is this is a crazy year. You you have the you have the East. You got Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State. Uh, those three are pretty evenly matched. I mean, they're really good teams. They're all undefeated in the conference, uh, and and uh, and nationally too. Um, and so I don't know. It's the the West. Who know? Maybe that is open. Maybe maybe Nebraska could some way find a way to to. Uh, to win the West, that would that would be incredible. That would be absolutely yeah. stunning, incredible. Then uh, this is the last year. It looks like that this they're going to be East and West divisions. I don't know what's going to happen. Right, right. So, so this is Nebraska's last shot in a way. I mean, Nebraska's one and two in conference, um, but they have yet to. I mean, next week we play Northwestern. That should be a conference win. Uh, Northwestern's actually ranked higher than Nebraska is right now in the big 10 West standings. I don't know why that is that we have the same record three and three on the season and one and two in the big 10. It must come down to point differential or something like that. Um, or wins against common opponents. I forget how they determine that, but anyway, um, as you were saying, the Iowa game is the other game that we should probably talk about here. Iowa beat Wisconsin 15 to six, which is one of the weirdest scores. It's like a baseball a score time. almost. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. yeah. Um, big news here for Wisconsin, though. Tanner Mordecai, their yeah. uh, transfer quarterback, injures his hand. Uh, I, I don't know exactly how long he's going to be out. I haven't seen anything with that, but uh, that could be a problem. That I mean, hand problems are uh, obviously for quarterbacks. You need your hands to throw the ball. So yeah. uh, that, that could be something big when Nebraska plays Wisconsin uh, coming up here in a few weeks. Now, as for Iowa, you score 15 points and you win a game, and one of them was an 82-yard <laughs> touchdown. I mean, geez, you got to be kidding me with this Iowa offense. Uh, I and, saw something. And Iowa, on, uh, and Iowa is bowl eligible. They just got they got to their six. They're six and one. Yeah, that's yeah. I mean, that's amazing. Maybe more stunning than the Illinois upset of Maryland. I maybe not, yeah. I, I mean, I've seen Iowa play a lot, and man, they are offensively challenged. That they, they, but that's the way that they win games. They win on special teams. And defense, they don't make mistakes. And if you do, yep. you're going to kill you. 
Yeah, and I was going to say, this year seems to be the big plays or what's helping them. Last week against Purdue, they had, uh, I forget if it was either, I think it was an interception return or something like that uh, for a touchdown. They just And they won but that game by six. Uh, like right. Iowa, with with one exception, has scored uh, like 20, 26 points is their max against teams that have decent defenses. Uh, their one outlier on that is Western Michigan. They scored 41 on them, but it's Western Michigan. So take what you will from that. But uh, at, at one point in this game, Iowa had six drives and they had gained three yards combined across all six of those drives. Uh, there is no way that Brian Ferentz is getting that bonus. I'll tell you that right now. No. <laughs> that no. offense is so bad. And as you said, they keep winning. Uh, because their defense does the work, which is it's it's how Iowa always is. They play tough yep. defense. They wait for you to make mistakes, yep. and then they capitalize on your mistakes uh, on short fields where they don't have to gain a lot of yards. And uh, Nebraska, just when we played them, obviously that's a long way out. But it's always Nebraska fans always thinking about the Iowa game because it always comes down to that. And I think for the West, it might come down to that game too, just based off if Nebraska wins the games they're supposed to, and maybe knocks off Maryland, we'll see. Or if Maryland keep, or I should say Maryland's in the East, so that doesn't matter. But uh, it's still that, that Maryland game is going to carry a lot of weight. But I, I think that if North, if Nebraska is able to beat Wisconsin, if Tanner Mordecai is out for longer than for an extended period of time, they should be able to beat Northwestern. Uh, we should be able to beat Purdue. So it'll come down to that Iowa game, really, I think, to see who's in the uh, Big Ten championship game from the West there. So it could be very interesting. Yeah, uh, the, coming up the, here in the, November. yeah the, the remaining six games, I mean, you look at that and it's like, Anything can happen. Nebraska, yep. I think, can, can win every one of those games. I mean, they're, they're all winnable for Nebraska. There's not Michigan isn't in the lineup. Ohio State, Penn State isn't. Yep. Uh, so given that, I, I don't see you know, um, Maryland maybe with the the exception, despite the fact that they lost to uh, a Correct. Really yeah. bad Illinois team. That, you know, I think Nebraska could win – uh, you know, a total of six, maybe seven games for the season. I mean, that would, I had predicted that. I think you did too, uh, before the season that, that uh, I thought, you know, we would get at least six wins. And I said, if we, if we get to seven wins, Husker fans should be dancing in the streets because yeah, this team has had to overcome and still is having to overcome is, uh, is nothing but a, uh, I don't know. It's, 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 it's stunning to me and the players we've lost and uh, so on. And, and everybody's beat up this time of year. I get that, but we didn't have a whole lot of depth to start with. So yeah, we'll see. Yeah. what happens. Um, yeah, we'll see. Did you, you know, Michigan state lost to Rutgers. That's not a big shock, but no, uh, by three Rutgers points. Did, yeah. I was going to say, and Rutgers came, Rutgers was down by 18 at one point in this game. So they scored 21 Rutgers scored 21 points in the fourth quarter to win this game. Wow. Um, so, I mean, Michigan state's really not that good, uh, which makes me think that Rutgers really isn't that good either. Uh, but yeah. Nebraska doesn't have to play them this year. So not a lot to glean from this game uh, besides maybe Rutgers is worse than we think they are. Yeah, we got to play Michigan State, but you know, it's just I think I think the wins are if I'm Matt Rule, I'm saying, man, everybody listen up. These are winnable, all winnable games for us. I'm not saying that he's telling them that they're gonna win, but these are all winnable games. So it's gonna be really exciting for Husker fans. Um it's but we're at the halfway point. 
you and I were counting the days, the months, the, you know, like the minutes and seconds still. Yeah. And, and we're halfway through that. Um, six games, let's enjoy them. Uh, I, I don't have a, you know, huge expectations. I mean, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if we didn't get to six wins, but um, uh, I'm, I'm hoping that we can get there and, and having a winning season in the regular season would be, I think the cherry on the top. Don't you? Oh yeah. Well, I think that just making a bowl game, we don't even have to win the bowl game, just making a bowl game after not being close to getting there for so many years, it would just be so huge for the Nebraska fan base for the program itself and just just at least know that we're going in the right direction and I, I think I've seen that more and more this year is that as as rule has started coaching and getting his like obviously the first year with any coach is going to be uh they're going to get their strategy in place and kind of work out the kinks and figure out uh what's going on and how they can best implement that with their talent <clears throat> so it's just been uh honestly like the past couple of years with Nebraska football, I've been like, oh, I don't even want to watch games going into November. Yeah. I'll watch the Iowa game, obviously, because I get to watch that with you, Grandpa. But uh, it's like, man, I have to kind of force myself to watch these Nebraska games because I know that I need to talk about them on, on the show with you. And I love doing that. But uh, it's just there's it, I want to watch Nebraska games now because it's just it's fun to watch because it's fun because there's a there's always a there's always that thinking of, oh, Nebraska could win this game. This game could be interesting. Like Nebraska could be in this game versus, oh my gosh, we just make mistake after mistake after mistake and try to hang on against this team that we should be killing. So. I I think uh, last week's win over Illinois, I think under the prior uh, administration, I think Nebraska would have found a way to lose that game. I totally agree with you. And we won it by double digits, which was amazing. uh, Despite the fact that all the, turnovers and penalties it's just it was mind-boggling it 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 was reminiscent of the of the scott frost era but again despite those mistakes they found a way to win that has to be you know comforting and, and should motivate the team i think going down i would have hated to have lingered for two weeks with after a loss that would have been oh yeah you know then then i think you think oh shoot What's what's the point? Maybe the players cash in. I don't know. Yeah, maybe that's a good point. But no, definitely that the Illinois win is good, and, and especially after Illinois beat Maryland, that that win looks better and that feels better. Of like, wow, we beat a team that beat a Big Good Ten team. Like, right. Uh, so it, it just gives that confidence to go forward with. Yeah. Uh, a couple other scores, real quick. Michigan destroyed Indiana fifty-two to seven. Uh, they're still undefeated at seven and oh, JJ McCarthy looked pretty good. Three touchdowns, 222 yards, uh, Ohio state, uh, Schnockers, Purdue 41 to seven, uh, Purdue is bad this year. Uh, Ohio state's offense is not where it's used to be. So 41 points is pretty high scoring for them. Kyle McCord, 276 yards, three touchdowns. Uh, and then number six, Penn state stays undefeated as well. They destroy UMass. Uh, UMass is probably the, one of the worst teams in college football and has been for the past 10 years. Uh, Drew Aller threw for three touchdown passes. Penn state returned two punts for scores. Reminds me of, uh, Demorne Pearsonell days at Nebraska, but um, <clears throat> yeah. So those three, not a lot to really take away from. Kind of expected wins there. Indiana's bad this year, of course, uh, and, and and yeah, and Penn State is uh, Penn State plays Ohio State next week, though. That game oh, will yeah. be yeah. good. Yeah. Oh man, 
did you get to see any of the uh, Notre Dame Southern Cal game? You, you probably didn't because you were at uh, homecoming. Yeah, I didn't. I did. I watched so much of the highlights this morning, though, and man, USC got its butt handed to him. Uh, Caleb They're Williams three good. three interceptions. Yeah, uh, that that was huge as well as their defense can't do anything. Also, on Friday night, Colorado blows a 29-point halftime lead against Stanford. Stanford lost to Sacramento State earlier this year, an FCS school, by seven. Uh, and Stanford comes all the way back and beats Colorado in double overtime, 46-43. to 43. Oh, wow. Uh, just crazy, crazy game. Uh, and one that I was, I thought about, I, I saw that it was on Friday and I was like, oh, interesting. Well, I, I didn't really, I wasn't any, really doing anything on Friday. And I was like, oh, maybe I'll watch it. And I was like, yeah, it's Colorado's going to destroy him. And I wake up Saturday morning and uh, my dad comes down the stairs. He goes, you see Colorado game last night? I was like, yeah, they probably won by like, what, 20? He's like, no, Stanford won double overtime. I was like, what? Are you serious? So, uh, I mean, I just, I mean, I just love to see that. CU's season is going down the drain. All these I've seen all this stuff on Twitter of uh or sorry, X, I should call it now, but whatever. Uh people know what I'm talking about. Uh of CU fans are now starting to kind of get displeased with Coach Prime and, and the way he's building that culture there that the CU team used to run out behind Ralphie and now they don't, and they don't even sing the fight song anymore, and, and all this kind of stuff of it's just uh very just Let's get all the media attention and they're four and three, so they don't deserve any of it. They're not going to be in the Pac-12 championship game. Uh, they're not, they, they might make, I think they'll make a bowl, but uh, I mean, it would be very interesting to see a Nebraska CU rematch in a bowl game. I don't know if that would happen. I don't know if that it's allowed to happen, but man, I think Nebraska <laughs> might actually hang in there with them and maybe beat them just because of, uh, I mean, you get Travis Hunter and, and, and also Travis Hunter was back for the Stanford game. So now there's no excuses for CU there's not even a slight one of course that Oregon game kind of proved that CU wasn't what we thought they were going to be but yeah. um yeah. anything else around college football here grandpa before we preview no. this Northwestern game no let's go to Northwestern all right uh where do you want to start here because there's a, there's a lot to look at Northwestern obviously uh beat Minnesota in overtime. So that could be, I mean, that could be a little bit worrisome for Nebraska fans. I think that Nebraska should win this game and uh, Nebraska on average, uh, total yards per game, 342.3 Northwestern 306.3. So Nebraska should outgain them. Uh, Northwestern allows more yards than Nebraska does per game total. Um, Northwestern allows nearly 175 rushing yards a game. Uh, which is pretty darn bad. Their offense is not super great. As we talked about last week, they only beat Howard 23 to 20. Uh, both these teams coming off by though, that could be something interesting. Um, <clears throat> so what are your initial thoughts on this one, grandpa? Well, you, you look at Northwestern and last year they won one game. That was of course against Nebraska and Dublin, Ireland. Ah. And this, so far at the midway point of the season, they've already have, they already have three wins. So that's, you know, the interim coach is uh, playing on house money at this, at this point. So, but um, you'd like to think that Nebraska would be able to win this game. I was trying to check the odds and I didn't, I couldn't find them on, on the game. Uh, have you checked that yet? Uh, odds wise. I have not seen anything. Uh, ESPN's analytics predictor has Nebraska at 69% win there. I can look and see if I can find the point spread real quick, but uh, no, I have not seen any besides that yeah. uh, ESPN predictor thing. I haven't seen anything. 
Yeah, Rush, you look at just that you were talking about <clears throat> defensive uh, rankings and uh, according to college football stats, Northwestern and Rush defense is ranked 108th in the country. Nebraska is number four. So I don't see Northwestern running against Nebraska. Um, Nebraska is 42nd in scoring defense, Northwestern at 81st uh, pass defense. Well, they're 26, but when you, when you can run on them, the, why throw? So that's a little, that can be a little misleading. Exactly. Uh, Nebraska ranks 95th uh, in the country in uh, past events. Again, teams can't run on Nebraska, but so they have to pass. So, you know, that's, that, those are a little deceiving. Total defense, Nebraska's 24th, which is dang respectable, and Northwestern is 56th. So you'd have to give the, the edge defensively to Nebraska. I think this will be a low scoring game. Yes. Uh, you know, maybe in, in, in the, in the twenties, 27, 24, 20, 28, 21, something like that. Um, and uh, in offense, you know, both, neither team is a, is a juggernaut uh, scoring offense. Northwestern's ranked 109th and Nebraska 122nd. Ooh, that's just, Ooh. that's just bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and, uh, but Nebraska is number eighteen in the country in rushing offense, and Northwestern is one hundred and twentieth. So I don't think they're going to run, as I said, on on uh, on Nebraska anyway. So pass offense, uh, Northwestern's ranked ninety eighth, and Nebraska's almost at the dead last, one hundred and twenty eighth in the country. Total offense, Northwestern is ranked one hundred and twenty second, Nebraska is one hundred fourth. Again, neither team is a scoring juggernaut. Yeah, in turnover margin, Nebraska 130th in the country, which is pretty yep. darn bad. Yep. Uh, that's literally, I think, maybe two spots or three spots from last in, in the in the entire country. Right. Northwestern 63rd. Right. So no, Northwestern doesn't turn the ball over a lot, so Nebraska needs to hold on to the ball and, and, and score when they can. Uh, time of possession, Nebraska holds on the ball way longer than Northwestern seems to. They have an average of 31 minutes and three seconds. Uh, for for the season, while Northwestern holds on the ball for 26 minutes, uh, basically uh, in the season. Uh, point spread for this game, Nebraska, nine and a half points Whoa. the favorite. That wow. seems a bit much to me, but yeah, I can yeah. see that would make – it makes a little bit of sense just based off of how Northwestern has been playing, uh, who they've played, and uh, – but I think that there is uh, – Something to be said for Northwestern's offense. Maybe they scored 13 points on Penn State, and Iowa couldn't do that. I mean, of course, Iowa's offense is atrocious, but uh, this this game will come down to a defensive stop, I think, and I think it's going to have to come from one of these two sides. It's going to decide it. I think this game's going to be a lot closer than a lot of people than a lot of people think, as Lee Corso would say, closer than the ex- experts would think, um, and. I think this game's gonna be really f- a fun watch. Uh, 1.30 p.m. kickoff at home for Nebraska on Big Ten Network on That's, Saturday. Uh, mountain time. Mountain time. Oh, sorry. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. One 1.30 Mountain Time, 2.30 Central, 3.30 Eastern uh, on Big Ten Network. And I mean, this game, I want to say 20 to 14 Nebraska. 
yeah, will be my score like prediction that. here. Yeah, I could I could see that happening. Um, it, it helps that we're at home for this one. If we're at Northwestern, yeah. I might be a little bit more concerned. Uh, but as I said earlier, same record for both teams, conference and not and total going into this game. Both three and three, both one and two in conference. So this is a big game for both these two schools for success in the Big Ten here, because uh, that'll put you at five hundred. Uh, in the conference and over 500 with a win for either of these two teams on the season, uh, which would just be huge momentum going forward. Uh, I think if Nebraska runs the ball like they have been these past couple of games, I think they'll run the ball all over Northwestern. And I wouldn't be too concerned uh, about the pass offense ranking, as you said, 128th in the nation. I wouldn't be too concerned about that because Nebraska has been running the ball so well, they don't need to throw as much. So that's kind of the that's kind of the point you get from that. But right. uh, what else you got on this one, Grandpa? You want to talk about some uh, Husker football recruits? I, I don't know if I have anything more to say about Northwestern. You got a score? You got a score prediction here? Well, before we move on, as I said, I think it's going to be in the the I think twenty four twenty eight points will probably win the game. Yeah. So I'm predicting. Let's see, twenty eight to 21 nebraska 28 21 okay yeah. i can see that i can see that happening it'll be a good game and we'll, we'll we'll talk about this more next week but yeah let's move on to some husker football recruits uh i want to start off with carter nelson here yeah. uh, of course we talked about him extensively from ainsworth nebraska uh four-star tight end one of the best in the nation and uh he visited notre dame this weekend for their huge win over USC. Uh, do you think Nebraska's in trouble of losing him to Notre Dame here, Grandpa, just based off success, or what are you picking up from this? I don't know. Why would he go to Notre Dame? Uh, I mean, he's a – I mean, his family's all – Ainsworth, Nebraska is – I've been through there many times. It's a small town. It's it's Nebraska. And I think one of the things he said when he committed was his family – gets to see him play and his friends. So this is, you know, and you're in hometown school. So I was a little surprised at that. I don't, I don't, I don't picture Garrett as being, or excuse me, Garrett Carter Nelson being the kind of kid <laughs> who's going to play, you know, play somebody just so he can go out to a football game. I don't, I don't see that. You'd have to think that he has some genuine interest in Notre Dame. So, yeah, I think, uh, it might be trouble for Nebraska. We'll see what happens. I mean, all the, all these commits and, and commitments is means different things to different people. Commitment. It's like I'm going to marry you, not you, Will, but uh, uh, a lady, <laughs> uh, you know, in in November, and uh, and then I'm starting to date somebody else. It's like, well, I thought you this is a commitment that you know. So I don't know this is kind of silly, but so we'll we'll find out. Not much we can do about it. Um, with everybody, with all the attention that that he has had, it's not surprising that someone would lure him there. Uh, I don't, I don't know the details of that. If I find out, we'll talk about it next week. But uh, yeah, uh, I, you know, we we lost uh, another tight end to Iowa State uh, from Pierce, Nebraska, Ben Bramer, and he he just caught a touchdown pass uh, yesterday in the Cincinnati game for uh, for Iowa State. So I hate to think that we would lose another one. And he was another great tight end. So I, I would hope Carter comes to Nebraska. And even with the with the transfer portal, it's like, you know, the ink barely dries and somebody's transferring. So, uh, you know, I don't know. I, I'm not going to lose. Exactly. Sleep, but 
But uh, I think I think Matt Rule's use of tight ends that have to be attractive to any you know prospective tight end in the country. Uh, they want to yeah. get the tight end used more. We haven't done that as as much as I'm sure as Rule would like. But uh, so we'll see. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. We'll see there. Um, also, Grant Bricks, uh, the interior offensive lineman from Kansas, uh, he's been he's being now projected on all these recruiting sites to head to Oklahoma this year. Uh, or, or sorry, this coming. He has he never committed to Nebraska. There were just some predictions. It was between Kansas State and Nebraska heading into the season, uh, and then it was still kind of it would look like he was leaning kind of towards Nebraska, um, and then now he's kind of looks like he's leaning more towards Oklahoma. So we'll see. It makes sense. Just Oklahoma's undefeated in the top 10 uh, of the AP poll and uh, and really just playing some good football like they haven't done in the past, really. So and Nebraska obviously is not there. Um, so that could be a just fallout from that. And that might be why he is leaning towards Oklahoma. But we'll see. We'll track that a little bit. My guess is he probably won't up coming won't end up coming to Nebraska, which which stinks, but uh, I'm sure we can find other guys uh, to uh, fill his spot. Of course, it's not like a huge, huge loss, uh, but I think it's definitely a big loss for Nebraska to not get Grant Bricks. But um, we got three other names here, Grandpa. Where do you want to start? We got Bode Suckup uh, from Blair. Nebraska is a preferred walk on at quarterback. Yeah. Uh, Eric uh, Ingsworth. Ingwersen, uh from he's a tight end from Omaha, and then JD Crisp is a, a athlete from Houston. Which of those three guys you want to start with first? You know, I I don't know. Uh, Crisp is from Texas, and uh, and Eric is from actually Papillion La Vista, you know, but it's still Greater Omaha. Yeah, uh, Sukup is uh, is a quarterback, and they're really high on his kid. Preferred walk on. I'm not sure what that means because it used to have like a gray shirt that you'd sit out one semester and then you'd get a scholarship. Maybe that means the same thing, a preferred walk-on. I'm not sure what that means, but um, they they like uh, Bodie's uh, speed, his agility, his toughness. Um, he's not maybe the prototypical size quarterback, but uh, I don't know. And then um, Eric Ingerson, Ingerson, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing it correctly. He it's like was Prince Umamala or whatever. We're going to just—they just recruit the most hard, the hardest names. I know that's what rules going for. Ingerson, I guess that's it. But he was—he uh, was committed to Pittsburgh, and then he decommitted like about a week or two ago, and then uh, commits to Nebraska. So that's that's huh. it. Oh, and then oh, the other kid I was, and I should have put this down on our script, Caleb Pifrom, uh, who is, oh, a, yes. He's an offensive lineman decommitted from Illinois. And oh, okay. they don't know if he's going to cut, commit to Nebraska. I think uh, he wanted to be a, a tackle. And I think that the coaching staff wanted him to be an interior offensive lineman. Yes. So uh, I don't know if he's found some other place. Because, you know, we're in October, you had two months to go before they actually sign. So maybe he can find another place. Maybe it's Nebraska. Maybe maybe he said, well, shoot. Maybe he looked at the Illinois, <laughs> how inept they were. Yeah. Uh, you know, and maybe that, maybe, maybe that caused him to change his mind. But maybe to see what happened. We'll bookmark that one, see what happens with him. Yeah, definitely. I mean, all those guys, as you said, like Nebraska flipping recruits from uh, – from Pitt is pretty pretty amazing. So uh, 
that's good that you get another tight end in. Uh, but that li- makes me a little bit more concerned, honestly, about Carter Nelson of like, yeah, I know. why would we be getting all these flipping tight ends if yeah. Carter Nelson's committed from this class and they kind of have that? I mean, obviously, just because you get one of the top recruits in the country at a position doesn't mean you need to recruit other players at that position. Uh, but tight end kind of seems like it's locked and loaded with Fedoni and, and Carter Nelson in there for the next couple of years, at least. Um, so and no one really wants to go to a school to be a backup. Uh, yeah. that's no, that's no one's goal. Obviously uh, it's what happens sometimes because not everyone can be a starter, but that's not the goal. So that makes me a little bit more concerned with the Carter Nelson thing, especially on top of that, uh, on top of that Notre Dame visit he had this weekend. So, uh, yeah, yeah we'll, we'll have to see. I, I don't, I don't think it's a huge flashing red emergency light for for uh for that Carter Nelson thing but uh we'll just keep tracking it and if he ends up decommitting then we can get worried uh about him I mean obviously if he decommits then something's clearly wrong but uh yeah. that would be a huge loss if he decides yeah, to decommit yeah. uh, and, and as you said with his commitment announcement it didn't sound like he was really thinking about going anywhere else right. so maybe it's just hey you got invited to Notre Dame uh, and uh, and you just want to go see them play USC for free and be on the sidelines and that kind of stuff and get amazing like seats for an amazing game. But as you said, you don't think Carter's going to be the kind of guy to do that. But who knows? Yeah, I, I, I mean, yeah. you just want to. Some of these kids just let's just take advantage of this because only a certain amount of people get to do this ever uh, right. in their in their lives and and get free tickets to a USC Notre Dame game. Why would you not go? That would be amazing. I would take that. And I'm not a fan of either of those two schools. Um, so. <laughs> Uh, do you want? Let's talk some Husker volleyball. Yeah, uh, which we we haven't talked about. I, I I forget if we talked about them last week, but um, seventeen and zero on the season, eight and zero in the Big Ten. Uh, beat Penn State on Saturday night and Michigan State on Friday night. That Penn State game was a sweep, and then Michigan State three one was the set score in that one. Lindsey Krause was voted the Big Ten Player of the Week. Uh, but in that Michigan State game, she didn't even play the first set. She didn't start the first set and still voted Big Ten I, Player of the I Week. Said, Grandma and I were watching that. I said, "Where? what other planet does that happen? Where do you have depth like that? The the Big Ten Player of the, the Week, it doesn't even start the first set. Now, she came in, she did play in the first set, but she didn't. She wasn't a starter. It's like, are you kidding me? Yeah. I mean, Cook is. That's pretty crazy. And you start going through that lineup, uh, you know, Merritt Beeson, she's a transfer from Florida. She came in, she's the new kid on the block, and she's uh, she's one of the co-captains, she and, and Lexi Rodriguez. I mean, where do, how does that happen? How does a stranger come into a program and earn captain? And you, you don't, you're not just appointed by the coach, you, you got to be voted on by your teammates. Exactly. Uh, the, where, in what universe does that happen? I, I've, I'm blown away. And these girls are playing at an extremely high level. I, if this isn't John Cook's best team, I don't, I can't recall a better one. Now, of course we have to see what happens uh, as the season progresses, but uh, just, you go to your bench. It's like, you, you've got so many talented and young players. There's not a senior on the, in the lineup. So I, and they got they're they're playing the big game. Of course, is coming up Saturday night. The, oh yeah, the, uh, Wisconsin number one ranked uh, Wisconsin comes into to Lincoln, and uh, the tickets are going to be. You won't be able to get a ticket to that thing. It's going to be unbelievable. No. The joint is going to be jumping. Um, then the, prior to that, they played Northwestern uh, Wednesday night at the Devaney, so it'll be kind of a a warm up uh, game for them. But uh, I'm sure they are. 
they'll be playing Northwestern Wednesday night, but they got to, they know the big one is coming in a couple of days. Yeah. Yeah, that game. I mean, I I'll, I'm definitely gonna watch that one. On I'll, I'll watch the the Nebraska football game and then switch right over to that yeah. that game um, on on Saturday night. That game is going to be uh, man. If Nebraska wins that game convincingly, oh, oh man, oh, oh man, oh, uh, there oh. no one else besides Wisconsin is gonna be able to stop Nebraska this year if they if Nebraska is able to just beat them. Yeah. Uh, I think that game will go to five sets for sure. Uh, because that's just how close these two teams have been in the past. But if it doesn't, man, oh man, that looks really good for Nebraska. <laughs> yeah, um, they destroyed a, a good Penn State team. Penn mm-hmm. State, I think, was thirteen and three, ranked uh, I think ninth in the country, something like that. Yeah, and, and beat them three sets. Swept them three sets. Swept them. Yeah, and same um, same thing with uh, Stanford as well earlier this year. Number, yeah. I, mean, I believe it was number nine at the time, ranked Stanford. They beat yeah, them. Yeah. I want to say three one at Stanford. Uh, so this team is very, very good and and super fun to watch. So uh, we'll have to see with that Wisconsin game. Um, we a little bit of women's basketball news. Uh, Jazz Shelley uh, and Alexis Murkowski named to the preseason All Big Ten team. Uh, no surprise there. Uh, bad news though. Allison Widener hurt her leg last practice uh, and is out for the season. That's a huge blow to Nebraska's NCAA tournament run this year if they want to get there. Um, what are your quick thoughts on that, Grandpa? Yeah, and then she missed uh, half the season last year, the the second half of the season, and so you think, oh man, Allie's going to come back this this fall, and she's going to be, you know, she's going to prop up this team, and uh, she was she was a, a very dependable. She's a a blue collar kind of player, just uh, you know, gets in there and and does the dirty work, and so I, they're going to miss her, really going to miss her, and yeah, I, definitely I'm sad to see that. Uh, you yep. get you get such a narrow window of opportunity in your life to to uh, enjoy in this case college uh, uh, basketball that it's it's just a shame that she gets uh, this one cut out from her. Yeah, you're right, Grandpa, and I, I think that we'll have to wrap that up here. But uh, we'll 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 be back with the Northwestern game next week. The recap of that, hopefully a Nebraska win, and as always, go Big Red. <laughs>